friends and welcome to another edition of Dan and Benny in the Ring. I'm Dan Spastiano, joined as always by the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. Benny, how you doing, buddy? Dan, we're up to episode number 78. So all I have to say is welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Sounds good to me. Um, did you have a good uh, 4th of July weekend, Benny? I'm still I'm still here. I got 10 fingers. So yeah, I mean, all is well. Uh, we always say before the fireworks start, somebody was going to wake up uh, or go to bed July 3rd with 10 fingers for the last time and not yep. know it. Well, um, we always like Benny. We've had a, uh, a bunch of them in the past. We always like talking to the wrestling talent. we got a good wrestler today, but before we get on the line with our guest, why don't you do a uh, shout out to our sponsor? Cause I know uh, Boogie's been real busy recently and they got a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah. I just want to let everybody know that Boogie's wrestling camp BWC We'll be having uh, what's called Jimmy and Angel's birthday bash. So I think it's uh, it was five weeks from Sunday. It's August the seventh, from uh, noon until four, uh, celebrating our, our sponsor Jimmy Valiant's 80th birthday. I believe Angel's birthday is uh, within a, a couple of days of that, but she's she's way way far from 80. But um, everybody's invited. There's never any charge. They're actually going to have a really nice uh, wrestling card. It's in Shawsville, Virginia. Um, if you know, <laughs> you'll definitely need to put on your GPS middle of nowhere when you get there, go another 50 miles. I think it's three miles east of parts unknown, but actually, no, it's, it's about an hour from Lynchburg. Beautiful country. Um, you get to see Jimmy's camp. It's a beautiful compound. He's got a, a, a Hall of Fame museum with a gazillion uh, pictures, uh, souvenirs, belts, and it's just a great afternoon. It's, it's four hours of time that you will never regret spending. So that'll be on August the 7th. Good stuff. And like I said, um, I mean, we, we can't stress enough how important their support has been and how important it is for us to give some support back. And it's absolutely just a wonderful place. Uh, fair warning though, anybody that's ever been in that building, you're going to go there in the summer might get a little, uh, might get a little hot for you. Right. Ben? You need to dress, dress a little bit light. Yes, sir. Yeah, and you have your uh, special event coming up in the summer with them, don't you? I, uh, mine, uh, actually, it's on October the second. Oh, the fall. Is, I, yeah, I'm part of the uh, the graduating class of 2022. Gotcha. Well, BWC, our official sponsor. Anybody that's ever watched wrestling, you cannot. I mean, there there's certain people that just seem immune to criticism, uh, immune to anything negative. I've never heard anybody say a bad word. Both personally, professionally, and his fans about Jimmy Valiant, one of the greatest talents and greatest men to ever grace the ring. So it's an honor to work with him. Check him out, BWC. But as we get going, Benny, we got, like I said, we love talking to the in-ring talent. Why don't you tell everybody who we got on the line with us tonight? Yes, sir. I have followed the exploits of this uh, gentleman on Facebook for many, many years. And not only is he a very passionate uh, professional wrestler, he is probably the most positive, passionate, professional wrestling fan that I have ever had the pleasure of meeting. So I am very happy to welcome Chris McFarlane, a.k.a. Chris Slammer, a.k.a. Slammer. Chris, welcome to Dan and Benny in the Ring. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Y'all can't see his background is incredible. 
uh, it's just all the, the posters and figures and memorabilia. I, I'm thoroughly jazz an avid collector myself. I'm thoroughly jealous, Chris. You, you, you clearly are in, in the man cave of dreams right there. It's, it's really cool. I, I come down here all the time and just look around and I, I can just grab like one action figure and just stare at it for <laughs> ever and just lose myself in it. And it's, it's a cool place to get away to. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's just awesome stuff. But Benny, he hit the nail on the head, your fandom. And I want to start there because everybody's got a different story. And I'm really curious what yours is. Uh, do you remember the moment? Uh, and it's a kind of a two part question here. But the moment that you became a wrestling fan, like what was it about wrestling that drew you to it? And then as you became a fan of wrestling, where was the point where you said, I'm going to turn this fandom and I'm going to go do this. Where was the point where you decided to be a wrestler as well? Well, the, the wrestling fandom, I, I can't remember exactly when, but we would watch world-class championship wrestling. And I was just a little bitty kid and the Von Erics and the Freebirds. That's the first things that I remember. Gino Hernandez, all those guys. That's the initial wrestling that I started watching and we would watch that. It was on every Sunday morning. I think it was like 11 o'clock KPLR TV. And we watched that. I couldn't tell you how long, but for a long time. And then one morning, just flipped the channel and seen WWF Superstars, I guess, was on. And I remember the first wrestler I'd seen on WWF was Hillbilly Jim in a match. <laughs> and I actually got to tell him that one day. And... Then I'd seen Hulk Hogan and just the over-the-top awesome characters of the 80s. Just that's what made me fall in love with it. And, of course, when I started watching that, that's all I, from that moment on, that's all I ever wanted to do from a little kid on. I just wanted to be a professional wrestler. Chris, the, the, the character Rad Lad. Uh, yeah. I've, I've seen Rad Lad many, many times. Over the years, well, how did that originate? Well, let's see. I wanted to be a wrestler. I had to think of what I wanted to be. And the, just the word going around saying, well, that's rad, you know, as a kid. So the rad lad just kind of took rad, rad lad, you know, I thought that would be a cool name. And then I, actually had some little snow boots or whatever from uh, my closet. And I actually had some, found some material and stuff. And I actually sewed all that stuff together. I've still got all the stuff in the, and I got another closet out here that I got some stuff in and I actually made all that stuff. And that was going to be my wrestling persona the rad lad <laughs> now, how old you how old were you then when, when oh, you came up with rad lad? early right before the teenage years i guess right in that area okay 13, and you were gonna 14, you were gonna keep that that 15, was gonna be your professional wrestling that, gimmick that was me yeah i was gonna be the rad lad okay so that's how that started so you really from a very young age you had your your sights set on professional oh. wrestling, not just being a fan, but being a oh, part yeah. of it. Yeah, and I remember, uh, I like to tell this story to people because I remember I had like a doctor's appointment. Uh, my mom took me and the doctor had come in the room and he's like, 
So, Chris, what do you want to be when you grow up? Immediately, without hesitation, well, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. And he said, well, that's unrealistic. You know, <laughs> those guys are great, big, huge people. And I just remember, what a crappy thing to say to a little kid. Oh, absolutely. That you can't be something. I, and I, it's like, man, <laughs> that stuck to me my whole life. I didn't just mute you guys, did I? We still on? Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. we're here. I hit a button and a bunch of stuff came up and oh, I thought I good. muted you. So yeah, uh, from the my whole life, nothing but I wanted to be a wrestler. And uh, you know, tr- Hogan said, "Train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins." I immediately wanted to start working out, and literally, I got to telling that one day. It's like you said it. You know, train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. I'm like one of those people that can actually say, "I've done that." from the time you said it, you know, and I live it. So when people ask me about my gimmick, it's like, it's really not a gimmick. It's really me, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So so just out of curiosity, Chris, when you had your first match, did you go back and visit that doctor and give him a ticket to the, you know, (laughs) you know, it it would be funny to tell him, you know, because I'm sure he doesn't, wouldn't have remembered that, but it's like, that really stuck out to me. It's like, it'd be cool to just go say, you know, you said this to me, so stick it, brother. <laughs> you know, it's really funny how sometimes, you know, we, 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 uh, you know, we need encouragement and motivation, but sometimes something like that really can motivate you in, in a, you know, a very strong way, just because you're so determined to prove that person wrong. Yeah. It, it, you could do one of two things. You could let it just either crush you or, or use it. And, I just used it. <laughs> well, let me ask you, you, you talked about you created the character, you created the persona, you had that mindset. Put, uh, to walk us through the, the, the actual process, like, like going to your first training or signing up for training, who trained you? How did that come about? And then transition from trainer to first match. Okay. My, my story is a long, crazy kind of story. I, I won't tell you my age because I like to keep that a secret. I am a little bit older, but I'm a vampire is what I like to say. But anyway. You're like Benjamin Button. You age in reverse. Yeah, I'm, I'm, going, in, I'm going in reverse. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, you know, I, I remember, you know, wanting to be a wrestler. What do I do to make this happen, you know? So anyway, I remember I wrote a letter to the WWF when I was like 16 years old. How do I become a wrestler? Where do I go? And I got the random generic wrestling letter back from J.J. Uh, Dillon was who it was from. Uh-huh. And I've got the letter here somewhere. I can't dig it out right now, but I have a letter that had a generic, you know, answer or whatever. But then in all the wrestling magazines, you know, those old things we used to look at before Internet. uh I found a school called Slammers Wrestling Gym. And I was like, well, that looks like a cool place. And it's in California. It's like, yeah, I want to go there, you know? So anyway, I started uh, sending letters and talked to the head slammer, Vern Langdon, out there a couple times. And he took an interest in me. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to Slammers Wrestling Gym, become a professional wrestler. So anyway, in 19... 19- 96 he's like won't you come out and check the place out and i was like 
okay. So I got an airplane ticket and I flew out to California and I got to go out there for a weekend and got to go to watch the Slammers Wrestling Federation have their matches and stuff. And uh, got to visit a ring, got to be in a wrestling ring for the first time. So that happened. And then I came home and it's one of those weird things. Me and my wife, we talk about this. It's like, why did I just not end up going out there? I don't have an answer for you. It's really a weird thing. And not long after that, I met a guy in Missouri that didn't live too far away from me. And he had a wrestling ring and he'd go around having matches at schools around Missouri or at locations around Missouri. He didn't really have a wrestling school, but I got kind of hooked up with him and his name was Dan Burdick and he used to wrestle under a mask named the, uh, named the professional. So I guess this was like 1997 ish. So it really wasn't real long after I'd went out to slammers. So I kind of got hooked up with these guys would go to some of the matches with them and stuff, help set up the ring, just bump around and stuff and not real training, but just kind of getting the feel of it, you know, and just being at the events and stuff. And not long after I got involved with these guys, he came to me one day. He's like, Hey, I moved, my wife got a job in Minnesota and that's where they were from. And he's like, uh, we're going to move. So if you want to train, you can come up to Minnesota. And he's like, you can stay with us. Won't charge you anything. You can come up and train and be a wrestler. I was like, okay. So I decided, and at the same time that this was going on, my dad was in the hospital waiting on a heart transplant. So I decided I walked in and told everybody one day, Hey, I'm on move to Minnesota. <laughs> trained to be a wrestler and they're like my mom was like oh you can't do that your dad's in the hospital and i end up just going anyway so i left for a couple of weeks then after a couple of weeks i end up you know i wanted to come home my dad's in the hospital I, so anyway i came home and i was like hopefully one day maybe wrestling will happen okay and i'm trying to make this as quick as i can to, no no go right I, ahead. Don't, I, I don't want to bore you guys with a, a big long story so anyway, I guess that was 97-ish. So 2001, I remember I was working at uh, a cable place and uh, a gym had opened up close to me and they had a wrestling ring. I, my uh, parents had actually told me about this. They're like, hey, there's this place they got a wrestling ring. Uh, guy's supposed to be training wrestlers. Would you want to go there? We'll buy you a membership at that gym. I was like, well, yeah, if you're offering, sign me up, you know? So I started training with this guy named LA cash and he did, he was an independent guy in Missouri and I worked with him for approximately a year. And I guess that was 2001 to 2002. And again, I can't really explain to you why I never got a license, never went and did any matches or anything at the time. And he ended up moving away to florida so once again i was like you know one day maybe wrestling will happen who knows so 2003 i actually got my job at ups and me and me and my wife we got married in 98 so 2000 in 2000 my daughter was born 2003 i got my job at ups and i started out as a part-time worker at ups worked a full-time job in the daytime so I was doing that 
And then in 2009, we opened gym up. So I had a gym for seven years. So I had a lot of time pass between 2001 until 2016. We decided to close the gym and then we still had the building. I still went there to work out and stuff. And I hope I'm not boring you with a story. This is going somewhere. No, I was actually, <laughs> I was actually wondering about the gym because I think when I first started following you, you, were, you still had the gym. I did. And UPS is a lot of work and takes a lot of my time up. And we decided that 2016, it's like, it's just too much to be doing all this stuff. So we shut the gym down. We still had the building. I still went there to work out. I still got all of my equipment stuff. So it was about, that was in April of 2016 in June of 2016, so May, June, exactly about two months after that, somebody about 15 miles away from me opened a wrestling school. So a lot of time had passed by. So I liked the Facebook page or whatever. And probably not long after I liked the page, the guy sent me a message. He's like, okay. He's like, I see a picture of you and Hulk Hogan on it on your page. He's like, are you just a fan or you're a wrestler? Do you ever want to do that? I'm like, so I explained to him my story, and he's like, why don't you come on out and check us out? So I ended up going down and checking them out, and I got involved with them. It was called Lightning Pro Wrestling. And so that's where I got back into wrestling was out there. And it was not really a sanctioned school. The guy that was training was a wrestler. Uh, don't know what really qualified him to be a trainer, but he was doing it. And we uh, started having some uh, little shows out of the building we were in. It was just a very small place. But people from all over Potosi, Missouri, was coming down there to watch us wrestle. And we was having probably like 60 people, 70 people inside this little bitty place having matches once a month. And, I mean, it was a lot of fun. But then after a while, he... uh, how do I say it? He just kind of let it, let it go. So I found myself after about a year or there, you know, it was like 2017. I was like, man, here I go again. Finally got going into this. Yeah. And it, as quick as I had it, it was gone again, you know? So, but during the time I was part of L the lightning pro wrestling Cape championship wrestling, which is in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is about an hour and 10 minutes away from where I live, they were having matches. And I, uh, did a Facebook contest and won a couple tickets to a show. And I went down there and Matt Hardy was the guest uh, wrestler up there that night. And I'm like, man, this is rocking down here at CCW. So I went to a couple shows down there and I kind of got to know the people that were running it. And I was like, man, that'd be awesome if you guys had like some kind of training or something. They're like, you know, kind of hang around. We got something going on, you know? So the very first of 2018, they started their own training thing, and I got invited to be a part of that. So 2018 till now, once a month, I've been showing up at CCW. I set the ring up in the mornings, and for, and for a year from 2018 to 2019, I think I got my times right in there. But anyway before I ever got involved in a show as a wrestler, 
I, you know, and then to this day, set up the ring, go down there, bump around, train for the day, then take the ring down after the event at night. <coughs> Sorry about that. So since then, Cape has got me back into wrestling and I owe everything in wrestling to these guys because they, you know, took a chance on a guy that's a little bit older, but I got a good work ethic. I'm in awesome shape. I run circles around people twice the age of what I am. And anyway, I've been part of Cape since CCW since 2018. Like Steph, it wasn't for them. I branched out, you know, kind of got out of my comfort zone there. And now I'm wrestling for all kinds of places and it's super exciting. So I hope I summed that up. And I hope it didn't take too long to do that. <laughs> no, that's a great story. You know, it's cool how each and that's we we everybody we have on, we always try and hit the same couple questions because everyone has different stories. You know, you think about somebody you're in the ring with and how he he got there is completely different. It's just a unique story to hear. And we like hearing the the unique stories that, that would be lost to time, as it were, if we weren't asking the questions, right, Benny? Absolutely. And I and I like to tell it. I hope I could inspire somebody. It's like you know, if 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 the dream doesn't ha- happen the first one, two, or three times, maybe twenty years down the road it might. You can it inspire. Might happen, you know, fifteen years down the road, you know, it, it can. You can do it. You know. Yeah, good good things come to those who wait, and you can inspire somebody out there to ignore their guidance counselor too. Right, right. <laughs> ignore them. <laughs> No, and I, I would think, you know, anybody who's going to listen to this. Now, I didn't even know that story about you. I thought you were wrestling for the last 20 years. I mean, that's just nope. an amazing journey. And I think what it really demonstrates is if you really are passionate about something, you know, and and you don't give up and you just keep on, you know, keep on going. Eventually, eventually it's going to come true. And that, you know, that could be said about a lot of things in life, not just wrestling. But I'm really happy you share that. That's an amazing story. So, Chris, I know I know you're a huge Hulk Hogan fan. And I've seen some of your matches, and you used the boot uh, as one of your moves. Um, would you say that that Hulk? My big, my big boot's awesome too. Brother. I've seen it, man. You <laughs> you get that foot up to the to the ceiling. Man, um, I can't believe I can stretch it out that far. I, I didn't know I was that limber. I I, I, my, I pull my back just watching you. Because um, <laughs> because I always say, you know, I'm kind of robotic when I move in the ring. I try. I'm a little stiff, you know. It's like try to loosen up, but. Man, I can put that big boot up there. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I, I think I know the answer to this question. You know, is, is Hulk the wrestler who has influenced your career the most? But are there any other ones as well besides Hulk? Yeah, every every 90s, every 90s wrestler. I, you know, the, I love the intensity. Of the, you know, my favorite wrestlers, Hogan's number one, Macho Man Ultimate Warrior, number two and three. You can just flip a coin to say which one's two or three. You know, just that over-the-top, charismatic, you know, crazy wrestling. I just love that. Colorful, you know, stuff like that. I mean, those guys were larger than life. I mean, you... Larger than life, right. I don't think there's a day that doesn't go by where I I say something. I do a a macho man imitation, you know, and, and I mean... I first saw him like 35 years ago, whatever it was. I mean, that's the kind of uh, kind of impression that he made on me, and I'm sure you know millions of other people's yeah. people. They're just just larger than life. Him, Ultimate Warrior, Hogan, all those guys were like that. Yeah, and and anybody like me, you know that 
that probably is who influenced you. Just like a lot of these guys that are a lot younger than me. I mean, you hear all these guys being like, you know, Bret Hart's their favorite wrestler, Eddie Guerrero, or, you know, stuff like that. I, I understand why that's their favorite wrestler. That, you know, just like Hogan, Warrior, and Macho Man are mine. Right. Well, going off that, I'm curious, you mentioned one of my guilty pleasures for many years, WCCW, the Von Erics. you talked about the Freebirds. I know they've come up on the show. WCCW has come up on the show a few times, Benny. We've, I mean, we did an entire episode on, on different territories and, and I'm curious, you know, you, you, I see the leg, I see, you know, some of the, some of the style, the, the, uh, the long blonde hair, you know, I'm, <laughs> Is there anything from from the early days? Because obviously you talked about Hulk Hogan, w, your your introduction to WWF coming a little later. Is there anything from the early days of your inspiration of wrestling that you, I don't want to say borrow from, but you know what I mean, inspire you in the ring and, and kind of tweaking the character a little bit? Hmm. I, not, off the top of my head, I guess I'm just drawing a blank. I mean... I, I, at first, I thought he was going to say anybody influence you because I was going to say, you know, Kerry Von Erich when I was a little, you know, started watching that world class. I've still got the poster, too, around here somewhere of uh, a Kerry Von Erich lifting weights in his training regimen or whatever. So, but I don't know that I'd really say any of his style in the ring or anything, but just his ethic of, you know, working out and stuff like that. You know, you never slapped the claw on somebody when the ref wasn't looking. I, you know, a couple of times I've had to, no, no claw, just maybe some little eye rakes and stuff when I gotta, when I gotta be a heel. That's that's still kind of new to me doing any kind of heel stuff. <laughs> Chris, I, I'm gonna say this, and I don't want you to take this the wrong way because I mean this as the ultimate compliment. You, my favorite show growing up, and of course now I'm gonna date myself, was uh, Leave It to Beaver. And sure. you are the Ward Cleaver of professional wrestling. I, and I mean that because I, you've, I, and I'm going to see if I get my math right. I'm going to be off maybe by a year on any one of these things. But you've been married to the lovely Miss Heather for either 23 or 24 years. Since 98. So, so we just had 20, 20, 24 uh, years. And, and Paige is either 21 or 22. 22. You're, your number one fan. And you've been, you just celebrated your 19th anniversary at uh, UPS, correct? Yes, yes so, this last I mean, week. You know, in, in a world where very few things are stable, you are the absolute model of stability. So I wanted you to talk to talk to us about your family. And then one question I do have, though, that I really need to know. What, was, was Heather a wrestling fan when you met her, or did you convert her? No, we, we met in high school, and the one of the first things she did, I mean, like she had said, you know, if – like a Saturday night's main event was on or something. They were flipping through the channels. They might watch it a few minutes, but no, she wasn't a wrestling fan by any means. She never even knew anything about anybody until she really got with me. And that's, that was her first knowing of anything about me, except my good looks was wrestling. <laughs> now, has she like along your journey, is it something that she you know wanted you to do? Oh, yeah. She, I mean, she fully supports it that she knows what a huge dream it is of mine. And she's 100% in my back for that. I and mean, it seems like Paige is a huge fan because I see she goes on a lot of your road trips. She does. You know, when she was 
uh, at our old house, I had a room. My wrestling room was just an extra bedroom. And I had all my stuff up in there. And so when she was like a little baby, she'd crawl around in the room. And I had like these sip cups, had like the rock, stone cold, mankind and stuff. And I'd, you know, point them to her. I'd be like, hey, who's who's stone cold? And she'd be able to point them out and stuff. So after a while, when she started making words and stuff, like her first word, I kid you not, she was sitting there saying rock, rock. So we always say her first word was That's rock. That's a keeper, kid. So anyway, yeah. So, yeah, she's always liked wrestling. So she started, you know, getting her own wrestling stuff when she was a little kid. So some of the stuff in my room is actually her stuff. She was a big Divas fan in the early 2000s. I mean, her favorite wrestlers are the Bellas. And, like, we went to the Royal Rumble back in uh, January. I mean, you got this 21-year-old kid at the time, and Nikki Bella comes out. That's her favorite wrestler and just the sheer excitement on her face was just like me seeing Hulk Hogan. It was just awesome. She's always loved wrestling and yeah, she loves going on the road trips, me and my buddy and her, we usually drive together and she's usually just in awe of just the crazy conversations we have just talking about old wrestling stuff. And she loves to go. She loves the wrestling. She likes to push my merch at the table. She's, she's awesome. Oh, she's your merch coordinator. Oh yeah, she nice. She she runs the show, man. Nice. Now, has she ever thought about going into professional wrestling? She has not. That's not. She just she just likes to go. Just a just a fan. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Me too. Just uh. <laughs> No, I, I always like the the personal stories. Yeah, I have a, I'm friends with a lot of wrestlers. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of people backstage, and it's it, it, people lose sight because you know we talked about Hulk Hogan earlier. You know the larger than life characters. People lose sight of you know when you're talking about the wrestlers and even the people backstage. Without that family support, they wouldn't be there. You know, a lot of them. So, yeah. Speaking, however, of Hulk Hogan, you mentioned earlier, I mean, obviously he's, you said he's your, you know, he's your favorite. He's very influential. Your social media pictures you have, we talked about it before we went on the air, uh, your, your trip to Hogan's beach shop and pictures of you. And then you mentioned pictures of you and the, uh, Hulk, uh, during your, uh, your hiring process. Is there anyone else, uh, big name wrestlers you've crossed paths with paths? Let me try that question again. You've crossed paths with that, uh, has influenced you or maybe given advice or, or something like that through the years? Yeah. I mean, since, you know, the first time I met Hulk Bushwhacker Luke actually had a gym right above Hogan's shop. And since then I've got to hang out and talk to Luke a bunch. Like even when we was down in Clearwater last year, he took me and Heather to breakfast and I'll go ahead and tell you this. Now this coming up, in three weeks, July 23rd, I'm going to debut at a wrestling organization in Memphis, Tennessee called Total Wrestling Explosion. And I'm going to be tag team partners with Bushwhacker Luke. Wow. Yeah. Luke, Luke's awesome. This is like, I still can't, I still can't believe that's going to happen. I'm just in awe. <laughs> and Jimmy Hart, I've got to hang out with Jimmy Hart and just talk to him several times and yeah, it, it, it's crazy just the people I've come across now just since being in wrestling and especially down at Cape because we bring so many people in, just people that 
get to pick their brains and stuff and had I did a seminar with Jerry Lynn uh Hernandez and Homicide LAX uh Mike Bennett uh actually just did a seminar with QT Marshall which I hated and <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of his <laughs> So uh no 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 chance the uh no no chance slammer pops up as the newest member of the factory. I I I wouldn't want to to be honest with you. <laughs> I just didn't like his attitude. I just I that's probably about as negative as I'll get, Benny. <laughs> Cuz I that's am a fair. positive guy and I mean there was another guy that did the seminar too and he thought the same thing. I was like I'm glad I wasn't the only person that thought that because I was like, I wanted my money back after I was done with it because it was just dumb. <laughs> well, no, so, nothing but nothing but positive thoughts on this show, right, Benny? Yeah, absolutely. So I have to tell a quick bushwhacker story. I was Please do. living in Kansas City, uh, and my mom lived down here in Tampa, and I went to visit. And you know, I'm a white knuckle flyer, so I always get to the airport a couple hours early to. Sure. Uh, you know, to make sure I ingest my uh, my pre-flight liquid courage. I and, got you. Uh, I'm with you there. And, and who do I see at the at the airport bar but the Bushwhackers? <laughs> so I, I walked right up to them. I shook their hands and said, I absolutely love you guys. And this is when they were at the height of their popularity in the WWE. And I actually, they invited me to sit down with them and have a drink. So I did that. You know, and then as fate would have it, not only am I on the same flight with them, but I am sitting directly in front of them. So, I mean, and oh, he's on the I, flight with him. Cool. Oh, absolutely. I was right in front of them. And I tell you what, those boys could put it, put it, put it down. And I'm, I was keeping right up with them, but like we chatted, they, they were flying back to Kansas city. I think they had a charity softball game and uh, we just, we kept going on and on. I said, I really liked you guys when you were the Kiwi sheep herders. And you know, it, one of one of them, I think it was Butch said, uh, Mate, you know more about wrestling than any fan we've ever met. And I even I even told him, I said, on my honeymoon night, I watched professional wrestling. And just as I did that, the flight attendant uh, walked by and she goes, wow, aren't you romantic? So she hated me, but, <laughs> but the Bushwhackers loved me, which is all that really counted. So that's, that's I mean, just super, super nice guy. So I, I, being that you mentioned, uh, Luke, I had to bring that up. So, Chris, my question is, um, you're currently New Breed Wrestling's TV champion. You've yep. had that for about, what, 150 days? Close. Uh, I think 100 and, I, I think about 107, 108 days. Now okay. But you were you you had your reign uh, at as the uh, Midwest Popcon champion ended at uh, 372 days. Yep. And I don't care now. In in this day and age, I don't care what promotion you're in. Um, holding a belt for a year is an absolutely phenomenal accomplishment. It's just not done anymore. So you know, with the exception maybe of a Roman Reigns. But tell us a bit about uh, a new breed and and your you know how you won your championships. Well, it's funny. I I was supposed to debut with them guys back. Right in March of 2020, and that's when COVID happened, so that got pushed back exactly one year. And he always asked me to come up there. Man, going up to New Breed, I feel like a, I feel like a superstar there. It's just, just that it gives me that 90s feel, WWF type wrestling there, just old school type, you know awesome fans awesome promotion to work for and 
I had my first match there, which I won by disqualification. The next month, I came back and I actually won that Midwest Popcon Championship. So I am I was undefeated until I lost the Midwest Popcon Championship, you know, a couple months ago. So, yeah, I won the TV belt. Uh, so what was that, three months ago? So I actually get to defend it this Friday night. So, yeah, I, I love New Breed, love wrestling there, and I will go there as long as they bring me bring me up there. Chris, where, where are they based out of? Eldon, Missouri, which is right around that Lake of the Ozarks area, south of Kansas City, like southeast of Kansas City, west of St. Louis, north of Branson. So what do you got? Is that about two or three-hour drive from your house? Yeah, yeah, usually right at, depending on where at, because – we do some in Eldon and some in surrounding areas. So, yeah, I'd say an average of three, three hours and 15 minutes wherever I wrestle for them. Okay. Speaking of travel, uh, I mean, obviously you mentioned Missouri and you talked about some other things. You are very much in demand. Benny had, you know, one of the things he looked up and, and he showed me and I was looking at it is your, your summer slammer tour schedule. I mean, we're recording this the first week of July, and just this month, you're booked in six different promotions in three states. Yeah. So, two things: tell, uh, kind of, tell our listeners about the Summer Slammer Tour, and if you can, kind of, what it's like being on the road. I mean, that's a that's an old school territory schedule right there in in the 21st century, which a lot of people you don't see anymore. So, what's that like? Well, I, I, it gives me that feel of what it might be like back in the day to actually get to travel to wrestle. So I can't really travel through the week to wrestle because of my, you know, when I'm at UPS, UPS takes up all my time, you know, uh, Monday through Friday. I, I turn down wrestling events a lot that are through the week because I can't uh, commit to anything because I might get home at six o'clock. I might get home at 10 o'clock. It just depends on when I get my route done but like this friday for instance i actually had an option day i could take so i could go to it's a big fairground show so should be a whole lot of people there but yeah uh, this, I, I decided to call it the summer slammer tour uh because i got seven events that's the most events i've ever had in one month as a wrestler and let's say i did two i did saturday and sunday this past week friday and saturday this coming up week then i got saturdays for the rest of the month but yeah everything's within three hours of me memphis is going to be four hours but yeah it's a little road time but i love to drive i drive for a living so getting behind the wheel i i just love to get out there and go and i'd do more if i could so chris i really think that that new day uh, stole your your that their power of positivity. I think they must they must have they must they, they must got they caught wind of me before they did. They, they that, absolutely they? did. That was that was yours first. I'll I'll, I'll vouch for that. I'll, I, I'll I, take it. <laughs> you know, I I I, I had the pr- uh, pleasure and privilege of of you know calling Jimmy Valiant my friend, and the two of you were probably like amongst the two most positive people that that I've you know I've ever had the privilege of meeting. And it's you know now that I know Jimmy. It's almost inconceivable that he was a hated heel. Uh, I mean, obviously, it just means that he did a great job, right? Um, but 
have have you ever had a wrestle as a heel and and do you enjoy it uh yeah actually uh a couple times i was a heel not by choice but just you you know my first wrestling event at uh mmwa wrestling up in st louis it's at the south broadway athletic club historical building up there lots of people like Pat O'Connor, Ric Flair, Dick the Bruiser, all these guys have wrestled at the Broadway Club. And that was on my bucket list of places where I wanted to wrestle. And now I've got to do that quite a bit. But the first match I had there, I was wrestling a babyface in a match. And it was just, you know, I was supposed to be a babyface. And those people just booed me out of the building because I was a new guy wrestling one of their top babyfaces. So I just kind of went with it, you know, and my buddy was there and he's like, man, Hill Slammer is like one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. So yeah. And I've got to do it a few times now and being a Hill is kind of (laughs) neat. So your, your first time you, you really kind of had to do that on the fly. Then you weren't, you weren't coming in as a heel. You had to adapt to the fact that, you know, you're wrestling a baby face. Yeah. People were booing me and yelling at me. And, you know, I remember a guy at ringside was, flipping me off and carrying on. I remember I sat on the middle ring rope and lifted up. I said, come on in big boy, you know, and it it was awesome. I just, it was fun to interact with them in that manner. And just, I don't know. It it was different and really cool. (laughs) So you really did enjoy it then. I mean, even though it was kind of a surprise and you weren't really prepared for it, but it seemed like you really enjoyed it. It it is. It's nothing that I really want to do too much because I like, I, I like being the role model role for kids just like uh saturday i was at a show which i was booked at last month as a hill which was a lot of fun but you know this last one after the match kids were coming up to me and i just it's hard for me to stay in that hill mode when a kid's wanting an autograph and a picture you know <laughs> now what, what do you wear like do you wear like the, the like the nwo gear when you're a healer in you know uh i've got some long uh, tights that have the lightning bolts, real re- reminiscence of H- Hogan's Hollywood stuff, and that's what I wore my first time here a couple weeks ago. But uh, yeah, d- just the black and white, which I've kind of just adapted the black and white just into my normal character. It's just I, I like the look of it. But this past, uh, what gosh, today's Tuesday, so two days ago, I wrestled at a place. And it was a babyface, babyface match that was called Slam Wars. And he wanted me to wrestle in my red and yellow, which I hadn't done in a while. So I had a new pair of yellow trunks made. So that was kind of fun to get back into doing that, too. So, yeah, Speaking of gear, you mentioned, obviously, your your merch. You have a uh, merch manager, best in the business, from, from what I hear. Best I've ever seen. <laughs> Let, let's say somebody out there wants to, uh, you know, I, obviously you, your table side, your matches, along with a lot of the promotions. Um, is there anywhere if the fans want to go get a T-shirt or anything else, Slammer online, they can get it? Or does it have to yeah. be in person? Well, I, I prefer they get it in person because that means they're there to see me wrestle. So it's always fun to sell something and get a picture with somebody. And uh, But besides that, uh, my merch guy, his... Uh, company is called mouthpiece studios so uh, mouthpiecestudios.com i've got my own slammer store there he does uh, several wrestler stores uh, especially people like from 
the St. Louis area. He does all these stores. So I've got that store. I've also got a pro wrestling tees store where you can get a black and yellow shirt with the yellow logo on the front. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash slammer. So we got that too. So those are the two online stores I have, which my links are on my pages too if I need to find those. So now I expect everybody to go on there and buy something. Sport Slammer. Support your local Slammer. Speaking of uh, merchandise, I mentioned your your man cave there. Incredible stuff across the board. Do you have a a favorite piece? You know, the the thing you're you're pulling out of the fire before you rescue the family kind of collection? Oh yeah, the Can you see it up there, the Hogan weight belt? Okay. That Hogan gave me that. That's a sign that's a signed Cardillo weight belt. So you know who Steve Cardillo is, right? Made all you know all the weight belts, all the records right. with Hogan, Savage, and all them guys. I've become friends with Steve over the last few years, and Steve actually, if you've seen any of the pictures of me with my Slammer weight belt, Steve made me that. So I'm right up there now with Hogan and every wrestler. I got my own custom uh, Cardillo weight belt now. I like it. Yeah, me too, brother. <laughs> it re- reminds <laughs> me reminds me of the. Uh story uh jim Cornette was doing a series of interviews and obviously any any wrestling fan that appreciates merchandise castle Cornette is kind of the the fort knox of of great collections i mean it's it's the louvre basically of wrestling merchandise and i remember he had a binder uh, of all the old wrestling programs mid-south yeah. and all and he talked about you know this is my number one he's like the house burns down he goes i'm saving this first and then coming back yeah. for, for for the you know the wife and all <laughs> i tell you what i could because i'm a numbers guy I, you know i've been an accountant most of my my work life and i know that he kept um absolutely meticulous records of every date where he wrestled what you know what he spent on gas tolls you know what the house was how many people what the gate was i would love to like just spend a couple of hours with the guy just just to like look at a couple of those books oh yeah that'd be so cool it's it, it's nice to think too because you know he's got records especially later in life i mean you hear him anybody that listens to his podcast uh, they'll mention something and he'll, you can hear him shuffling in the background. He's like, Oh, was I, uh, yeah, we were there in 19. Like, you know, he, I mean, when, when you're wrestling 300, you know, three, 400 matches a year, you can't be expected to remember every single moment. You know, so, sometimes the, the, the records he keeps, he kept are the only evidence in history that some of these events even happened. There's no, there was no programs. There was no, yeah live stream or you know this was maybe maybe you know not the, the fans didn't bring cameras i mean you know pre pre that era his, his gate his gate journal is about it yeah chris did you ever think did you ever think that like speaking of that how cool it would have been to maybe if you were born i don't know like around my time maybe and to be a wrestler in one of the territories. Oh wow, like, that just just like like maybe mid south, and you you know you have this gigantic loop that you're traveling every week. You're going from uh, from Tulsa to Little Rock to like was it Homa, Louisiana to New Orleans. I mean, 
Can you can you imagine making a, a you know making that your life? I mean, you yeah. wouldn't be home a whole lot, but it would be an amazing life. Yeah, yeah. Just the stories, just like Bushwhacker Luke was just telling me about going all them territories, just going town to town, and the huge crowds they had. Ah, uh, sounds sounds cool. We, I mean, one of the things we love, you know, we love having these old school wrestlers on. Just because, like, I just love hearing this, the road stories and yeah. you know, some of the some of the ribs they pulled. And, you know, the thing is that the thing that's going to be missing, I think, from from wrestling today uh, is that, you know, I mean, these guys would travel three or four guys in a car. I remember like, talking to Johnny Rods and he was uh, they had Baron Cicluna and I guess a couple other guys in the car. And, you know, you spend you know, you spend more time on the road with these people. Then you probably did with your own family, and probably you just so. had these these bonds that were forged for life. And you know, you had the. You had, I mean, it's not all of it was good. I mean, you probably missed a lot of Christmases and and uh, you know and and uh, anniversaries and things like that. But just you know, the the life that these guys led, and we just we just love having them on just to hear these stories. But and you know, sadly, uh, uh, Seth Rollins, you know, he'll never be able to tell those stories because he's you know he's he's on a plane you know, flying from place to place. They don't have those stories. And I think that's something about wrestling that, I mean, it's never going to happen again. And I think it's going to be missed. Yep. We'll never get that back, unfortunately. But that's, that's one of the reasons why we're so committed to old school wrestling. We want to, we want to keep those memories alive. Absolutely. And I'm, that's the tagline, you know, celebrate wrestling's storied past. I'm curious it, uh, I don't know. You're, you're obviously you talked about WCCW. Is there a territory if, if that was a thing you could have done back then? Is there a territory you would have wanted to work for besides WCCW? Yeah, I guess that was before my time. But just hearing all the, all the, you know, just like listening to Cornette and stuff, that Memphis would sound just like it was rocking and rolling back in the day. So. Memphis had the the, uh, the Mid South Coliseum, and I don't know how Coliseum. they did it. Yeah, for I mean every Monday, I mean every Monday night. Can you imagine? I mean we're like now. I mean living in Tampa, WWE might come here maybe if I'm lucky twice a year. But if you were growing up in Memphis in the '70s and the '80s, every Monday night you could go see Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, Jimmy yeah. Valiant. I mean all those Jimmy Hart. Uh, you know for a while Andy Kaufman. Uh, when he had to feud with uh, Jerry Lawler, but just to be able to, to every Monday night, I can imagine like in school, uh, in high school or elementary school, like the discussions that were had every Tuesday morning. Hey, did you go to the matches last night? And, you know, it just that that's a part of wrestling history that that I mean, I, I think if if I hadn't grown up in New York, I would have liked to grown up in Memphis just so I could have you know been a part of that. That would have been cool. Chris. I, you you look. I mean, I, I have an idea how old you are. I'm not going to say anything. Um, I mean, you're at least 24 because you, you, you got married. 24. If you got married to Heather when you were an infant, you're yeah. at least 24. Yeah, we're we were we're still infants. Maybe you were baptized <laughs> and wed at the same time. Who knows? Yeah. But <laughs> double ceremony. But um, I I mean, over the years that I've followed you, I've I've been like very impressed and very amazed at your dedication to fitness and training. Um, you're still, I mean, obviously you're in, you're in better shape probably than, than guys you wrestle who are half your age. Um, how long do you, do you want to keep doing this? Well, I, 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 I want to do it 
I, I do I don't really have a timetable. I'm just go out there one match at a time and just I'm just having so much fun that I, I just want to do it as lo- long as I can. Well, we we hope you do because I mean, and like again, I thought you were you had wrestled for like all these years. I I think I'm, try, you, I'm making I'm making up for lost time. Well, that's now. what I'm saying. You you owe it to the fans <laughs> to keep going because like you know. We, we need at least 20 years of Slammermania. Well, yeah, and it, it's cool, you know, when I go to these places like I did even Sunday night, and the guy's like, Slammer, man, I've been watching you, following you for so long, and it's so cool to finally see you wrestle. I'm like, man, I, I hope I lived up to the expectations. He's like, oh, you did. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm doing something okay then. <laughs> so I also have to ask you, because I've seen some of your, your videos online, when you go to a show, um, I, I like the outdoor ones too, and, and I, I see your interaction with the young kids, and it, and it does my heart good. How, how does that feel when a, when a you know ten year old kid you know obviously looks up to you because you're a professional wrestler? It's the that's exactly what I that's what you dream of when you want to be a wrestler. It was never you know no to be famous or rich or anything like that. It's just about making a positive. Uh, being positive to people, having kids look up to you and just being a wrestler, you know, that's just the best feeling in the world. You know, somebody's looking up to you. Well, let me ask you then. Um, I mean, we talked about the, the Summer Slammer tour. Uh, you got six promotions, three states, multiple events coming up. Uh, as we wrap up here, to, what, uh, what does the future hold? For, for the slammer you want to know my upcoming schedule is that well just any events we can keep an eye out for any any big big plans uh the, the i, I kind of gave the big plan being tag team partner with bushwhacker luke so we're looking at that july 23rd man i am pumped for that i can't wait uh got uh big fairgrounds morgan county fairgrounds this friday night for new breed wrestling on defend the new breed television title and we are on tv up in that area which is the next day on uh youtube on the new breed wrestling channel so you can check me out on there too uh saturday night i'll be in st louis at the south broadway club for mmwa wrestling uh the next week after (coughs) that i'll be back at new breed then it'll be a total explosion wrestling in Memphis the 23rd and back to Cape Championship Wrestling at on the 30th. And we're always down there at the end of the month. Uh, so right now, uh, just debuted for Pro Wrestling Epic on Sunday. I think I'll be back there in August. So I got, I got things coming up. And I hope people keep asking me to come wrestle for them because I'll keep telling them, yeah, as long as I can, as long as I can make it. <laughs> Well, let me ask you then, um, as we, as we wrap up here, do you have any closing thoughts for one you, for your fans? I know you, you obviously have a lot of inspirational words as, as someone who like in your own words is making up time and, and ran into some roadblocks. Do you have any, any closing thoughts you'd like to put out there? Yeah, honestly, just if you're any, any type of dream, no matter what it is, man, just keep plugging at it. If it doesn't work out the first time, it doesn't mean it's not going to work out the second time either it might take a few times man if you're persistent and keep at it just like the training say your prayers and eat your vitamins man you're going to accomplish your goals if you keep keep on keeping on 
And you can even uh, use what, you know, uh, you turned a, a, a huge negative into a positive when that doctor said that your your dream was, you know, not realistic. Yeah. And it, it, it just, you use that to fuel your dream and, and, and you know, you work even harder at making it happen. So that, that's a very good lesson for people. Yeah, I, I, I hope I hope that anybody that listened to this, I hope I surely, hopefully inspired somebody and uh yeah, seriously, train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. I, I, I'm a true proponent to that. I have to say, Chris, anybody who has followed you, there's no way they couldn't be inspired. And, you know, a, a lot of, you know, words are, you know, words are words, but people follow what you do, not necessarily what you say. And, like, your, your actions, for as long as I've known you, have been nothing but inspiring. So I, I can't imagine if, if somebody has been following you and, and is not inspired, I, I, I don't know. They need to talk to. Well, I, I, I really appreciate that. It makes me feel good to know that that's how I'm seen because I, I, that's, that's me. I'm, I'm a positive person. I love my family. I've loved to be, a, you know, uh, when we lived at our old house, the lady across the street told my wife one day, she go, she's, said she wanted to commend me because she said every night Chris comes right home from work and he's at home. He's not, you know, never home. It's like, that's where I want to be. I want to be at home with my family. You know, I love them and I want to, you know, be, you know, at home with them. I don't want to go out and just be out running around. You know, I want to, you know, be with them, you know? So yeah, I'm any, anything that I get, I'm dedicated to just like wrestling and, in everything, you know. Can't can't say it any better, right, Benny? Absolutely. Well, Chris, I, I thank you so much for your time. I mean, anybody, uh, you're out there, you know, Chris Slammer, I know you're on YouTube. You've got a pretty active uh, social media presence. And anywhere uh, you mentioned, you can be seen. But uh, before we, we say goodbye to you, do you have any, uh, I'll give you a second plug plug your social media where people can find you online yeah uh chris chris slammer on facebook i have a slammer uh wrestling fan page uh i'm at max jim m-a-c-s-g-y-m on twitter follow me hulk hogan does uh uh instagram chris underscore slammer all lowercase letters uh i'm on tiktok at slammer mania i'm pretty funny on there got my youtube channel i think it's chris mcfarland uh like I said, mouthpiecestudios.com got a store on there for Slammer, prowrestlingtees.com slash Slammer for there, uh, collar and elbow dot, uh, collar and Use Chris Slammer, all capital letters at checkout and save 10%, brother. Nice. So, very nice. I'm and everywhere. I'm everywhere, but I'm nowhere. <laughs> everywhere, but nowhere. I love I'm it. I'm everywhere, but nowhere. I love it. Well, Chris, again, thank you so much for your time, and, and uh, we appreciate the stories. It's just such a unique, again, especially the, the the roadblocks that you talked about. It's a unique story to get to where you've been, and, and you've been a huge success for for what it is, and that's impressive. Uh, and like Benny and I, Benny said, you know, many many years, many more years of uh, uh, kicking butt. So good on you. Well, again, I, I can't thank you enough for your time. So four. Uh, the slammer for the BS Express himself, Benny Scala. I'm Dan Sebastian. I'll have a good night, everyone, and we will see you next time we're in the ring. <laughs>